0: happy 2024 and shout out to people who have been waiting on us to drop an episode for months i want to say yes i have been very inconsistent but this year we plan on being being there for you guys i appreciate you guys because you guys have been rocking with me as i've been in school overwhelmed barely able to post on social media engagement is low but now we're back pouring out content in regards to godliness purity Relationships, all things pursuing after the kingdom of God. Um, but I'm gonna start this year off with a bit of a a gut punch, you know, for some, because I think God laid this message on my heart because of a few relationships that I are seeing, you know, being formed in the church. Not just mine, but you know, different relationships. As as you see people post on social media, um, I've been noticing that a lot of times and it's not from a judgmental perspective it's you know common fact that a lot of believers have been dating people who are new to church does that mean the relationship will fail nope if you work at it i firmly believe that god is going to god is going to strengthen you the main goal to a relationship to last is keeping god at the center you two are willing to forgive you two are willing to to work at it you know marriage takes work just like a relationship will. So I'm not doing this episode to tell people, Hey, time to break up. But I'm doing this episode because I need us believers to stop dating people who are new in church. I don't know what it's going to take for us to realize that God has great plans for us. And there is no need to be with someone. The moment they get out the baptism pool, you already got there. What's your Instagram? we should connect. Let's have coffee. The moment that dude took one trip to the altar, you don't even know if he repented, you know, but all you know is he showed up at church. I seen him clap. His hand was raised. That means conviction hit his heart, which means he has the Holy Spirit. And it's just like, whoa, let's dial it back a bit. Since when were we so eager um, to, to, to create a relationship, whereas we're not even sure if God is behind it? And unfortunately, that's where I think we are. If you haven't gotten our book, obviously, this is an amazing resource. And our videos, they're, they're not always long enough to address everything. But that book talks about a lot. So make sure you get Golly Dating 101 when you get the chance and when you get your paycheck. But I want us to understand Proverbs 19 and 2. It says also, it is not good for a soul to be without knowledge. And he sins who hastens with his feet. In other words, NLT enthusiasm without knowledge is no good haste makes mistakes if you guys are going to repost me or tag something in the store make sure you say haste makes mistakes because we have to learn that when you start rushing to date someone new in the church you're probably going to make a mistake not because god doesn't love them not because god is not going to be with you but we have to stop being eager that we're willing to date anyone who's in church just because we're tired of waiting. And I understand a lot of people are like, Tavaris, you're married. Cool story, bro. It sounds easy when you married. Listen, I had this mentality before marriage. And I think this mentality would save a lot of people from divorce. I think this mentality would save a lot of people from being married and miserable, or from people from being in relationships that they're they're dealing with a lot of confusion. You know, they they don't have much peace about it, they don't have much. Um, joy in a relationship, you know there is constant questions, and it's mainly from things that they could have learned if they would have formed a friendship first. And a lot of times people aren't forming friendships anymore. But the way I want you guys to see it, I want a few. I want you guys to see a few things that happens. You know when you're dating a new believer. Um, I want you guys to keep certain things in mind. Whether you're in that predicament, please don't click off because you're mad and think I'm telling you what to do. This is something that I'm praying that God shows you through the scriptures for you to pray about, for you to think about, or if you're a person who's thinking about dating someone who's new in a church, make sure that God is the one guiding you. Because who am I to say God didn't tell you to be with anyone? He told Hosea to be with a prostitute. So I'm not going to argue with who you say God is leading you to, but I want you to use wisdom. Number one, rushing God's timing means we're seeking our will more than his. No, you don't want to believe that. But if I'm rushing and I have to do this right now, then that doesn't mean I'm following God. That means I'm trying to get God to follow me. And a lot of people we deal with our frustrations because we we've placed God, we've given God our expectations. We've given him our timeline and we become frustrated when God doesn't do what we thought he was going to do at the time we thought he was going to do it. So you know God is good, but God, I expected a spouse by 24 so I could have kids by 27 so I could have my career and everything done by 30. We start giving God these timetables and nine times out of 10, it's expectations from society, it's pressure from our family. Uh, Well, no, if I have a kid after 30, then everything's going to be bad and then I'm going to be too old to keep up with them. Who told you any of that? Why are you believing these things? Those are lies from the devil to get you to rush ahead of God. Like how Abraham and Sarah was given a promise and Sarah was just looking like, bro, I ain't producing nothing. You ain't working with nothing. See if we could get something out of our, our, our handmaid. And then Hagar produces a baby and leaves Sarah frustrated. Why? Because she decided to create something that God never told her to get involved with. So a lot of times we don't realize that moving ahead of God shows that we're seeking our will more than his Bible tells us in Psalm 84 and 11, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. So the Bible reassures us that God is not aiming to withhold anything from you. If it's a good thing, God does not want to withhold it from you. So if you don't have it yet, either he doesn't want you to have it, it's not good for you to have it, or it's not time for you to have it. You know, so it's easy for us to say, Well, a spouse is a great thing. The word of God tells us it's not good to be alone. Yeah, but that doesn't mean God tells you to go marry the first joker you see in the church. You know what I mean? So it's important for you to understand that sometimes if you're not in a relationship yet, it doesn't mean that God isn't working. Sometimes there are times when he's telling you to be patient. There are times when he's working on your character. There's times when, you know, God is just doing things behind the scenes that we don't know. And a lot of times it's frustrating because we don't have that wisdom that God has. Because if you knew what God was doing, you'd be at peace. But God doesn't reveal his plans to us. (laughs) You know, he doesn't always tell us the full picture, you know, and I believe it just really shows a lack of maturity on our part if we're willing to date someone who is just starting their walk with God. Because if I'm a believer who says, and this is only for those who are serious, who say God is the most important part of my life. I try to revolve everything else around my walk with God. If you're one of those people who take that approach to it, why would you date someone who God is not, they don't view God that way just yet, you know, and maybe they will. I'm not saying that they won't, but when somebody's a new believer, it takes time for them to grow, to develop. And you, you've been faithful to God for weeks, months, years, probably your whole life. And someone just enters the church and you're willing to say, that's my spouse without prayer, without fasting about it. To me, it just seems as though we're worried about what we can get, um, and we're rushing ahead of God. Now, this verse isn't about dating, but it's a principle I like in this verse. 1 Timothy 5.22, it says, Never be in a hurry about appointing a church leader. Do not share in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. So we see that this is talking about leadership. But The point is it's telling us never be in a rush to appoint someone to leadership i in my opinion i'm not going to a church where the the pastor is a new convert you don't know god well enough to be teaching me how to seek him if you've only been seeking him for one day you probably don't have as much revelation as someone who's been faithful to god for some time Um, and i would think it's important that if the person is leading us that person has spent time with god they've fasted they've prayed maybe they've gone to a seminary maybe they've gone through years of running from God, and God brought them back, and now they have a passion for him. You know that's a leader who's had time with God. Now, would I go to the church where a dude just got saved eight minutes ago? Probably not. I'd pray for him. I'd probably be willing to join, but I can't get advice from him yet because they don't have anything, um, any spiritual roots just yet. Now, if that's the case, look at it this way. Why are you if you're a woman going to date a guy who can't lead you closer to a God that he doesn't know yet, he doesn't know God intimately to lead you there or fellas, why are you going to pursue after a woman who spiritually, she does not have any roots. So she may not have the the right mindset when it comes to godliness, purity, modesty, whatever it is that you're desiring in a godly woman. She may not have those roots just yet because she's just learning about God. So it's important for us to not rush and and look at it in terms of not just leadership, but look at it in terms of relationships. If you want to be with someone, be sure that this person has roots deep into, into the word of God, that they're growing. Number two, if you're a person that's dating a new believer, how do you know if they're serious about God yet? <laughs> Listen, I've seen people get saved and then they, you know, they come to church, they have a breakthrough moment, you see them crying out their heart, or you see somebody to the altar and repenting of their sins, or you see somebody go inside a baptism pool to get baptized in the name of Jesus, or you see someone get filled with the Spirit, you see somebody speaking in tongues, you see someone prophesying, you see someone doing whatever it is that, that God is leading them to do, and then, two weeks later, you don't see them at church anymore. That doesn't mean they don't love God. That just means they have not, I guess, surrendered everything, is what you can say did God really say to date them if this person doesn't even know if they should go to church or not? Like, is God, I'm not convinced God is telling you to do that. I think impatience told you to do that. I think hormones told you to do that. I think loneliness led you to that relationship because if they are not rooted in Christ, how can you say Jesus is the one leading you to them? Unless he's leading you to them to teach a Bible study. I don't think God is leading you to a relationship that does not have him at the center. And it's important for us to grasp that. Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. That's some advice that this entire world needs to hear. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't think you have it all figured out. Don't think you can move ahead of God. Don't think that because you desire this relationship means God has to co-sign find God's will and that could be God's will but make sure God is leading you there not your emotions not your own understanding never trust your oh I got woman's intuition oh no, when you know you know listen I don't care what we know <laughs> the bible tells us that the heart is desperately wicked it's deceitful it will it will lie to you it will cause you to believe that God wants you in certain relationships that he doesn't want you in. And it's important for you to seek his, his kingdom over your feelings. You know, like I told you guys, and maybe you're new to the channel, so you probably never heard it. You're probably new to the page, you've probably never seen me post about it. But I dated a girl many years ago who, because she knew, you know, I don't want to say I'm spiritual. That sounds weird. But she knew, you know, I'm, I'm, I love God. She knows that I'm in a church She knows how serious I take my walk with God. She knows how I viewed baptism. And she's like, I'm going to get baptized. Because I was just like, we can't really be together. You know, this is great, but I'm serious about my walk with God. And she ended up getting baptized because she's looking like, you know, I thought she was taking steps, you know. So I I was like, oh, wow, this is good, you know. And then we got together. And then, you know, I don't remember why we broke up. It's many years ago. We were younger, you know, probably like 20 years old or a little bit earlier, maybe 18, 19 After we broke up, and it wasn't something bad, like I did something that'll upset her, but after we broke up, she she left church altogether. And you would think someone who loves God would be willing to stay. Why would you stop going to church? And bear in mind, you can switch church. You can switch churches. You can go somewhere else if you don't want to be at the same place that your ex is at, or go somewhere closer to your house, whatever. This woman just didn't go to church anymore. And it showed me that she was never getting baptized because she was taking steps in her walk with God. And it's not—it's not me saying this from a judgmental point. Honestly, I realized she was doing that because she knew we're not going to be together unless I, I do something to get him to realize. Oh well, yeah, I love God too. Because the moment the relationship ended, all things about God ended as well. And you know that's my thing. That's why I try to tell people: don't rush in a relationship with a with a person who's a babe in Christ, a spiritual babe in Christ because you want them, you want to be able to see fruit. And a lot of times we don't check for fruit, we check for we check for curves, we check for for looks, we check for, oh, that's a nice church outfit you got on. Okay, so um, where you want to hang out this weekend? You didn't see any fruit. You didn't see how they respond or frustrated. You don't see how they deal with temptation. You didn't see anything. You just saw their beauty. And we have to stop doing that because it can hurt us. And then we have to pray not for them to be saved so we can date them or for them to be saved so we can marry them. We have to pray that God saves and sanctifies them for them because that's their walk with God and we want them to go to heaven. And it would be it would be immature for me to want them to be saved for me. You know what I mean? I think that's inconsiderate when we try to get, we want people to be saved just for our own selfish benefits. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now Instead of going into the new year saying, new year, new me, what are some things about yourself that you already appreciate or you're doing good that you want to improve on? Because a lot of times we always focus on the negative in our lives rather than building on the areas we're already um, thriving in. And I believe therapy is something that assists us in finding our strengths and building instead of trying to find you know extreme resolutions and I have to be doing this in order to be successful. So it's necessary that you do that. And I know a lot of people who go to therapy, they always talk about how it allows them to see their weak areas that need improvement, but it also allows them to refocus on the strengths and talks about the things that are benefiting them rather than just focusing in on a negative. And then, you know, so if you're a person who's considering therapy, I would suggest that you give BetterHelp a try, mainly because of how convenient it is. A lot of times you can't find you know a therapist to fit your schedule, but this is something that Because it's done online, you can find a therapist that works best for you. Um, You can switch if you need to, and they work around your schedule. So celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Godly to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Godly. And number three, if they aren't rooted in Christ when you guys start dating, when you're dating a new believer, I think a, a breakup can really push them out of the church. You know, like I mentioned my previous point, they'll associate your behavior to what a Christian is supposed to be like. Because if they don't have examples of how a Christian is, and then they see you and you mistreat them, oh nah, I can't deal with church people. I can't believe church people would ever treat me that way. I can't deal with, and it's like, nah, it's it's not, it's not the church that's messed up, it's it's just people. And then people turn away from God because of bad experiences with those in the church. So that's why it's important not to do that. The Bible tells us, Jesus says in Matthew 5 and 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So this shows us that people are paying attention to our lifestyle, whether we like it or not. People are paying attention to our lifestyle. And what we're doing is a direct reflection of, is it going to help them draw closer to God? Or is it going to be something that kind of repels them away from them? Because they're starting to reject God because how they feel about us personally. And so I think it's important that we realize that you can't say, oh, if they loved God, they would have never did this. To me, that's an immature mindset. You have to realize that you are their first real encounter. So that's why I tell people, if you see somebody in church that you like, like, try to get someone involved in the discipleship process rather than rushing to... Be with them, because if you're rushing to be with them without seeing any fruit in their life, listen, once that relationship ends, only God knows if they're staying in a church. The fourth thing, if you want to compromise, you're with somebody that's a new believer and you want to compromise, because we like to make it seem like it's the unsaved people that want to compromise. We know us church folk. The hormones are still real. Them urges are still real. Temptation is still real. And if you feel tempted to compromise, chances are they don't have the strength to stop you. Someone who's disciplined, the Holy Spirit is guiding them. The Bible says, walk in the spirit so you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh in Galatians 5, 16. If you, if they're being led by the spirit, they're able to tell you, no, we can't do that. We could wait. Let's save a for marriage. They can do all these things. But somebody who's new to the church, listen. I got a good friend of mine right now. I warned them to get out of this relationship. I said, give it time. Allowed them to get discipled. Didn't listen. Somebody's pregnant. And it's like, and it's, it's just like, that could have been avoided, dude. (laughs) You know, you could have waited just a little bit longer. Wait till marriage, you know, wait till they get discipled. But they had their urges and they were with someone who didn't hold the same convictions. And that's something that's really missing in the church. People don't really have convictions anymore. For whatever reason, people think they can do whatever they want, say whatever they want, sleep with whoever they want, go wherever they want, dress however they want, and no convictions. Now, if you're dating someone who has a heart for God, a passion for God, they're able to correct you in love and tell you, "Now nah, we're, we're slipping up if we do that. No, nah, I don't want to do this again. That went too far. It's so important for us to be with somebody that holds that same level of convictions as us, if not same more, because you want to see that they're disciplined. You want to see that they they want what's best for you. And somebody's a new believer It's sometimes it's harder for that to happen. The Bible says in James 4 verse 7, submit yourself, therefore, to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now, a lot of people, they think if you just resist the devil, he'll flee. And it's like it's not that simple. You can't just resist temptation and then you don't fall. That's not how it works. The Bible says before you can resist the devil, you have to be first submitted to God. So a lot of times we're trying to resist temptation in our relationships, but one or both of the people are not submitted to God. Our urges are not submitted to God. So how are we going to fight a temptation when both of us are dealing with a lust issue, or one of us is dealing with lust and not willing to submit? It's easier for you to make the mistake. Or 2 Timothy 2.22, it says, Run from anything that stimulates youthful lusts. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. So we often do the beginning. We run away from sexual temptation. We run away from the inappropriate conversations. We run away from uh, some, sometimes the pictures or TV shows, whatever. But the Bible also tells us, instead of just running, there's something for you to run after. Pursue after godliness. And it tells you to do it with the company of those calling on God with a pure heart. Can a new believer have a pure heart? Yes. Some of them are sometimes way more fired up for God than people who claim they've been in church all their life. But the issue is, if they have not developed that discipline that's needed to walk in a life of purity, to walk in a life of holiness, to pursue after a life of righteousness, then it's very easy that when you wanna compromise, they're willing to join you. And the last thing, this and, and this is, may sound like a little common sense, but if somebody's a new believer, their theology can, can legitimately be trash. And <laughs> you really need to know what a person is believing before you date them, before you marry them and they're discipling your kids before you marry them and you realize, oh no, nah, they, they, we are not on the same page. I've heard some crazy stuff in church. I should have grabbed the whole list, but one crazy thing I did write down, <laughs> someone once told me, and I am not making this up, God is love. And you know, in order to defeat the devil, we have to show him love since God is love and we're showing him God. So we have to just love the devil. And I said, bro, what? What have you... What can of paint were you sniffing? Like, there was no way that God led him to say that. And I went to my mentor because I was like, all right, bro, you're going to have to pray for him (laughs) because my brother here tripping, (laughs) you know, my brother here might be a little bit off. But imagine, ladies, you married a man who said, you just got to love the devil, you know, to overcome him. What? The Bible says you overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. But he doesn't know that because he's not rooted yet. Or... You know, when somebody says, I can wear whatever I want, modesty is subjective, you know, the Holy Spirit, God is looking at my heart. And it's like, that sounds good, but that's not necessarily the way we should approach the subject of modesty because God looks at the heart. Yes, because modesty starts in the heart. So if you're looking crazy on outside, that means something crazy is going on on the inside. And then, you know, so it's different things like salvation issues or different things like what should you believe doctrinally or or what we're going to teach my kids, you know, when they grow up, you know, so it's super important that you have these conversations because theology governs your life. What you believe will lead to what how you behave. That's how my pastor always says what you believe will lead to how you behave. So if you have the wrong perspective of God, there's no way you can serve him correctly. You have the wrong perspective of yourself. There's no way you can be who God called you to be. So if the theology is wrong, it leads to breakdowns in other areas of their life. But what do you guys think? Are you guys uh, of the of the mindset that you could date a, a non-believer? Well, not a non-believer, but a new believer, and it's not much of an issue? You know, you tell me if that's going to be a problem for you. Would you do it? I don't know. Thank God I'm married. but check out golly daddy 101 the link will be in the description box if you haven't read our book just yet shout out to y'all waiting on us to come back south is going to be on some episodes we have a whole lot of guests we're trying to get on this year love you guys see you soon peace